0: This is The Big Ponder.
1: Hi, I am very happy to introduce to you, The Diary. Diary. Noun. A book in which you record your thoughts or feelings or what has happened each day. Cambridge Dictionary. In this episode of The Big Ponder, you'll hear personal accounts from people living on both sides of the Atlantic. We'll take you on a journey to different places and through different years. One thing is for sure. What you are about to hear is written by humans. Enjoy.
2: Thursday, August
3: 13th, 2020. 2020. Friday, 4th, February 12th, 2019. 20, 20,
2: 20, Colorado.
1: Sunday, January 13th, 2019. Nuremberg.
4: How to avoid starting a journal with the same tired old things. I probably got bored of writing in the last one I never finished. Ich habe keine Ahnung, because here I am. I'm at the Nuremberg train station where everyone looks like they are deflated by their life choices, only accentuated by the non-existent lighting, as if they're having troubles paying the electricity company. I've been having all kinds of dreams. I had this dream that I had given birth, and the baby's face started resembling an everything bagel, though I later realized it was actually hundreds of little ladybugs. And I knew I should be repulsed, but I'm like, this is my baby. I made this. So I wasn't. And I was going to name the baby Robin, which is not a name I've ever considered.
1: Sunday, January 31st, 2021, Berlin.
5: Ugh. I can't think of it. It's long. It's ten letters. I don't know it's gone. I used to know it. I remember I read it, a Connecticut Yankee at King Arthur's Court. That's where I learned it. And now I can't think of the word. Or was it Huck Finn? It was one, it was Mark Twain. It's a good English word. I can't think of it. I'm thinking of a German word. But that doesn't even capture the preciseness of the English word. arrogant. That's the German word I'm thinking of. It's nowhere close. The other day I could not think of pusillanimous. It's a great word. It's unbelievable. It had something to do with politics in the context. Obviate is a great word. You just feel the V. Abrogate. I learned that in high school. It had to do with the nomination of a Supreme Court judge. I couldn't call that one up the other day. Ugh. Where is my English going?
1: Thursday, February 4th, 2021, Berlin.
6: Where are you from? How many answers do you have for that? I'm from the west coast of Sardinia. I'm European. I'm a Londoner. I'm from Turin. I'm an Islander. I give a different answer depending on the context, depending on who's asking and what I think he, she actually wants to know. All the years I lived in London I would reply I'm from Turin. After all, I packed all my belongings and left the city where I lived for 12 years before moving to the UK. Then it was a morning in my first Berlin days when someone asked me the same question and instinctively I said I'm from London. The genuine way I meant it, it hit me. Two years soon, Berlin is still a foreign land to me. But I'm curious to see how this piece will fit in the puzzle. Still, I want to give it a chance. Where are you from? Many places. And still, I'm on a journey.
1: Thursday, February 18th, 2021. Brooklyn.
4: Things to look forward to, going on a short vacation to a cabin upstate, March 2021, getting a new phone, April 2021, the next book in the Dreamer trilogy released, May 2021, buying a new tattoo machine, summer 2021, seeing parents again, probably late summer 2021, being eligible for the COVID vaccine, unknown. Getting on an airplane, unknown. Being able to go to Berlin again, unknown.
1: Thursday, February
7: 18th, 2021, Berlin.
8: When you wake up,
7: you need something.
8: Sometimes coffee, sometimes. A loving hand on your head, or a sleeping body next to you,
7: one that epitomizes
8: beauty. And sometimes you need two meters of rope to finish off the day.
1: Friday, February 18th, 2020, Cotsenforte.
9: What a lovely surprise today. Tom arrived by train. He has his bicycle with him and plans to venture out on a few cycling routes. I quickly come up with a new menu. Here comes a vegetarian. It's awful weather outside, so we stay in and have a cozy day with Rummy Cub, board games, and cookies. There's a lot to talk about, and I get some tips on my PC and iPhone one never stops learning. Despite today's bad weather, he's going on a bike trip to the village of Greifenstein. It's a very steep route and I'm already waiting for his safe return. His train departs at 6.30 p.m. and he leaves for the station with a fully loaded bicycle and heavy backpack. We just received word that the first coronavirus case was recorded in the region. Fear and a dark cloud hang over the country. What is in store for us? Saturday, March 11th,
1: 2017, Berlin.
6: I've got a colossal crush on the cashier lady at the supermarket across the street. Here is the issue. The infatuation has been costing me significant fridge space because now I've developed a habit of walking into the store to buy groceries I do not need just to score the five-second laconic transaction with her. The problem is only compounded by the fact that I've been buying fast-spoiling organic products, in case she's judgmental.
1: Sunday march 21st 2020
7: seattle my neighbor quok had a pile of dirt in his front yard quok is from vietnam and an amazing gardener so he needed some dirt and a guy came in a truck and unloaded it on his front lawn unfortunately quok found he'd ordered way too much and after he took what he needed there was still a pile at least three feet high he tried to get rid of it but no one wanted any so it sat there all summer. Then fall came, and the rain, and he covered it with blue tarp. Now, this pile's pretty large, and it spills out into the street. But this is one of those things I like about the South End. No one cares. If We were in the well-maintained and perfectly landscaped North Side. Neighbors would be reporting this and making sure it was moved. But down here, people don't bother with other people's business. Then one spring, after I'd walked by the tarped pile of dirt for years and stopped even seeing it, I noticed Quok had cut a hole on the top. He'd planted flowers there. That summer, a glorious display of peonies bloomed from the pile of dirt. And then the next year, he cut away more of the tarp and added some vegetables. And then he started landscaping the sides with some rocks, until finally, now this pile of dirt is an amazing and beautiful garden. Maybe the lesson here is, if life gives you a pile of dirt you can't get rid of, you might just as well make a garden
10: out of it.
1: Wednesday, April 18th, 2018, Berlin.
10: It was cold. For a typical Southern girl, this kind of cold was a few sets too cold for the month of April walking down the busy avenue of Kurfunstedam, sleepy and starved I took shelter in the first coffee shop that tickled my fancy There, happily seated near a big street window I was able to enjoy my sizzling cappuccino as well as a somewhat different kind of view Different from what my turkish German area residence had me used to Suddenly a beam of light came through the window It took me a few seconds to realize the sun was out while the scene from the street took a turn to the comical. People with eyes shut were waving their hands in front of their faces in what seemed as a desperate effort to block the sun. I paid hastily hoping this rare phenomenon would last. I smiled as a woman covering her eyes brushed past me. Reaching in the deeper parts of my bag, I found what I was looking for. My smirk grew wider as I placed the sunglasses on my nose. In Greece, if there is one thing we always carry, it's a pair of those.
1: Saturday, April 18th, 2020. Ross
11: Talk. Leo, heute Strandtag, abholen in Hamburg.
0: Today, beach day with Leo. I pick him up in Hamburg
11: nehmen den We borrow
0: his grandmother's fancy car and get an early start she is dying she has a lot of trouble breathing.
11: Leo lives with her and this all makes him nervous course We're
0: in the middle of lockdown. Leo has zero interest in his schoolwork. There's no one to help him right now anyway.
11: wir auf der autobahn Soon we're on the highway and the autobahn
0: headed east. We're on our We're way, on way to Graalmüritz, near Rostock, where we'll spend the weekend. We chat about the latest video games and soccer. Dann
11: radeln durch das moor, then we cycle through the moor, Nähe, where we see
0: wild boars and a breeding swan in a pond. Abenteuer. Pure adventure.
11: Endlich am Meer, dieser völlig fröhlich, strandbegeisterte Junge, und ich mit meinem Mitleid für ihn.
0: Finally, the two of us arrive at the sea. Here's this happy, beach-loving boy, and my heart aches for him. Kaum
11: weit und breit, man soll There's hardly anyone around, we're all supposed to stay home Bis because of Horizont. the pandemic.
0: I've never seen it like this. Empty beach as far as the horizon, only traces of water birds.
11: We collect small white shells and build a harbor with the castle. A crow
0: joins us and we feed him for a
11: while. After Leo protects him from some approaching seagulls, the
0: crow sticks by us. When we pack up, He sees us off, as you would an old
11: friend. As we make our way through the forest,
0: we call back friendly rhymes, hoping we can entice him to join us for a bit longer. It's quite cold in the evening. Camping is off. Sunday at noon, we head back to Hamburg.
1: Tuesday, May 10th, 2005, Berlin.
4: He has many plates and cups, chairs and tables. There's a piano and a stereo system, but no central heating. A fridge and a washing machine. An old computer, but not much food. Some paintings and empty beer bottles. There's a small balcony. The apartment has enough space for three people, but he lives alone. There's no abundance, but high ceilings.
1: Tuesday, June 4th, 2019, Netherlands, Colorado.
4: My body is anticipating the anniversary of the impact. Pit in my stomach. Everything sore. Holding back sobs. Wishing we were closer. Physically, I mean. You wanted to leave. I pulled you back in. There were so many tide pools left on our shore. My body knows the trauma, like my heart knows the leaving and the coming back.
1: Monday, June 15th, 2020, Berlin
4: Last night, I had a dream about a book. It was a book that had been started after a natural disaster. A man in a village started it to help him cope with his grief about losing his wife and parents, and encourage other survivors to address their losses. The book was in a little hut in a park, surrounded by trees and bushes, and protected from view in direct sunlight. People could go into the hut and sit down. They were asked to write what had happened in the natural disaster. Every entry was begun for them. On the 4th of June 2021, a 20-meter tsunami hit at 12.05 p.m. 19,000 people were killed, 2,500 were never recovered. From this point, people can write the stories of what happened to their loved ones. But they don't have to stick to the truth. They can make up anything that they want to make up. And in the beginning, in the first half of the book, that's what people do. They change the story to keep their loved ones alive. There are stories of reconciliation, of rekindled love, of everyday life plodding along. The second half of the book is different. You can see a lot of the same handwritings returning. Some people came back several times and wrote down different stories. But in the second half, most are about what actually happened. About the deaths and the losses.
1: Saturday, July 27th. 2002,
8: New York. The wedding was in Fishgill, New York. I was in Poughkeepsie, around 30 minutes out. Dressed in a tuxedo as I stepped off my train from Manhattan. How do I even get there, I thought. Aha, a bus with a sign. Fishgill, it said, in crude marker. I embark and find myself surrounded by women and some children. Most are as brown as I am. The bus takes off and the bus driver pulls out a big bag and starts to hand out mints. What curious customs they have in this place, I voice inwards. But I take the breath mint and ignore the dissonance. Soon the bus takes a turn. Fishkill Correctional Penitentiary reads the giant sign. It all starts to make sense. It's Saturday and this shuttle is there to take the wives, girlfriends and children of the inmates to visit. They spend a few hours there, and then the shuttle takes them back. The breath mints start to make sense. The prison guard explains all this to me. At least it isn't a conjugal visit, he cracks. I smile wanly. The women look bemused, but not invested. I suppose they have bigger issues to worry about. I leave the bus and head back to the main road, hoping to hitch a ride. I'm embarrassed, but not perturbed. The Immigration Handbook never mentioned anything like this in its Learn the Local Customs section. I'm stopped on the way out by the guard on the outer perimeter of the prison who eyes me suspiciously. But then he gets a radio message which seems to relax him and he waves me through. I guess he was just doing his job being suspicious. If your job is to be suspicious whenever you see a black or brown man walking leisurely away from your prison. But why would I wear a tuxedo to do it? Eventually, I make my way to the wedding, where I spend a few uncomfortable hours trying not to look out of place. Ironically, I felt more at home wallowing in the awkwardness of an errant present visit than I did in the social setting of an American wedding where most people already knew each other, or at least knew enough to minimize the discomfort of an awkward social engagement. Maybe I'll learn all these things eventually, though at this rate, it'll be by 2046.
1: thursday august 13th 2020 Incline village nevada
2: the wolf lady called read the note placed between the coffee machine and the toaster on cheap six by four inch notepad paper 93 year old handwriting done with a cheap bic round stick m blue pen distinctive hard pressed looking somewhat inscrutable and hieroglyphical but strongly and determinately imprinted. Underneath, she'll call tomorrow. She's actually referred to as Wolf Pam and her card says she's an animal handler and evaluator. Not dealing with actual wolves, but the wolf dogs are close because of admixture, meaning the presence of DNA in an individual from a related population as a result of interbreeding between species who have been reproductively isolated and genetically differentiated, hence Wolf Pam's moniker. Wanted to save that note that said so little and so much at the same time, but when I asked the next day, the slip of paper had already been put in the trash and was gone.
1: Saturday, August 18th 2007, Berlin.
11: Meet Andreas at Hamburger Bahnhof. Him, Moni, and I see Bryce Martin and Jason Rhodes hanging of the flick collection in the 80s painting show. Back home, pizza, TV, reading. Go to sleep, circa two, after a long day. Recovering from last night, bruised tailbone.
1: Thursday. September 20th, 2012, Berlin.
7: True death is indifference. I often felt that I was deader than my brother, even when he could hardly breathe. For months I had given up feeling anything, and the first time I opened my lungs after Pepper's death, I couldn't even remember how long I had been holding my breath. I remember how I froze all my feelings, clenched my heart in a fist and closed all the doors that led to me. Meanwhile, Pepper died, but died living. He never stopped being there for you, attentive, patient, or so his gestures and words led me to believe while he could still speak. I, on the other hand, felt nothing, nothing at all. I just wanted to disappear, not exist,
2: flee.
1: Sunday, October 11, 2020, Los Angeles.
3: A letter to myself the night before I started testosterone. Dear you, tomorrow is the day that I take a leap of faith and trust my intuition about what I need to do. The only thing I'm afraid of is losing sight of what's really important to me. So I created a list of reminders to keep me grounded throughout the process. One, never be ashamed of who you were before tea, of your high pitched voice, your lanky weak body, your full chest. You worked hard to love yourself in this body. Don't let that go. Two, never be ashamed of your femininity or make it a priority to pass as a man. Don't crunch under the pressure of this suffocating masculinity. The world around you will find devious ways to push you within its restrictive boundaries with great subtlety. So pay close attention. And three, don't lose your warmth, your abundance of physical affection, your ability to listen and hold space. And above all, never forget the beauty of having been raised a femme in the first place, despite how toxic it may have felt at times. Learn from it and remain vigilant in protecting every femme in your orbit. The truth is going on tea is an act of self-love for you. This was never about hating yourself or your body. Trust yourself and make me proud. Love me.
1: Friday, November 3rd, 2017, Berlin.
3: After my studies, I came to Berlin. In Berlin, I lived in five places. None of them is my home. I'm a retirante. Hitiranti moves when the rain doesn't show up to wet the land. Ritirantes move for survival. I am a Hitiranti as my ancestors. They left printed their path in my name. And my name is my story. Hitirantis make their own homes. And home is not a place. is a person.
1: Friday. November 22nd, 2019, Heilbronn.
0: It's so cliched I hate even to mention it, but the Germans and their fucking uptightness. Today at the in-laws, U.S. and I are walking to the store to buy food for dinner. We're on a huge stretch of sidewalk with a wide green stripe on one side. It's marked for bikes. No one's here but us. It's a concrete Sahara, and I'm in a kind of trance. But I'm jerked out of this stupor by the furious ringing of a bell and an extremely aggressive shout by a bicyclist almost sideswiping me. Out of the bike lane! I look down. The edge of my right foot had slightly touched the green bit. I look up and over at U.S. Get me the hell out of here.
1: Sunday. December 13th, 2020, Los Angeles.
12: The first page of a new moleskin is always intimidating. Fresh cellophane, new notebook smell, and an unbent spine. College-ruled, empty pages. The only words present are, in case of loss, please return to. And by far my favorite reason for these overpriced and bounded piles of paper is the only other phrase printed as a reward dollar sign assuming that anything of worth or value would ever be written or developed in these pages not that filling blank pages with words is worthless rarely would an audience pay for the first page the first page may draw you in but what lies after is what creates its value the pain of thought cruel emotions Sabotaging voices. The constant game we all play with ourselves. Predictable spontaneity. Maybe everything is worthwhile. If anyone shall recover these words and pages and to take the time to track down some nombre obscuro, is that worth something? Money? Acknowledgement? Respect? I'd say the reward be fitting. If you are able to find me, good luck. Is this your next adventure? Or perhaps my mind has wandered. Is anything really an accident?
1: Thank you for listening to The Diary. This episode of The Big Ponder was produced by Monica mueller crawl and Dean Elsay. The music you heard was composed by Samuel Shelton Robinson and Jonathan Kroll. The journal entries were written
11: by William Dover,
0: Kyle James,
3: <inaudible> Taij Nepomucen, Liv Cerno,
11: Juan Garcia Verdoi. Jonathan Kroll, Jocko Whalen, Monasser,
4: Nilo Obermüller, Lizzie Hayes, Monica Müller Kroll,
11: Werner
5: Matai,
6: Merlina Zaharia,
5: Joe Schlichter,
6: Dina El Said, Johanna Schmidt,
5: Ardalan Pastani.
6: Noelle Curry. Gisella Ligios.
5: Mike Trippiano.
3: Sylvia Cunningham.
5: You've been listening to The Big Ponder.
0: This transatlantic podcast is brought to you by the Goethe Institute in collaboration with the Bertelsmann Foundation and Rundfunk Berlin Brandenburg. Thanks to all our friends on both sides of the big pond
5: that make this series possible.